0: out into the world with action. How to Thrive During Change with Sarah Wong. Good day, everybody, and you're going to be really excited to listen to Sarah because she is an expert and passionate about thriving through change in a way that has you evolve even more amazing than you already were to start with. And the thing I love about Sarah is her attitude, her creativity, and her positive way of living in the world. So I asked Sarah to be on the show and she's here today from California and I'm in Florida so it's very early in the morning for her which is her (laughs) prime creative time. So I'm really excited to get her at her prime creative time. So Sarah welcome to the show and I'm so glad we're going to talk about how to thrive through change with you today.
1: Wow. Thank you, Diane. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and see where the conversation goes
0: towards. Yeah. I think it will be really, really fun. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I would like to start with is tell me a little bit or tell all of us a little bit about how you got into this work. Like what is it that kind of drew you down this path?
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think that this was sort of my path of destiny in a way. Uh, I When I was trying to take control of my life so much, I wasn't really drawn, I think, to the right places, but it took sort of releasing and surrendering a little bit to the universe to kind of get me actually here to where I'm at today. I have my own business and I'm working as a career advisor with an organization. And I was adopted from birth as sort of starting off from the very first day of my life in this kind of change right right, right. as a newborn baby I was adopted from you know from birth so that was a change right away and just throughout my whole life it was kind of evolution after evolution after evolution and I had a really wonderful childhood my childhood years were great but as I got older and I you know started just to kind of come into myself a little bit like in my mm-hmm. early 20s you know after college right. that time I was struggling with my identity. I didn't really know who I was or how to identify myself in the world really. And not knowing this huge part of myself, not having any idea like who my biological family was or where they came from or really much information about them. It was a problem, you know, and I know it's not just me being adopted. Other people have these problems as well, where they are disconnected maybe from their uh, true ancestry. I think maybe here in America, a lot of people have that where they don't really know where they actually Where their families come from. So I I struggled with that. And I, here in the Bay Area, you know, it's the tech bubble, Silicon Valley, and all of my peers were really thriving in these industries. And I would just wanted to be a part of it so much. But my personality is like so different. Like you said, I am a very creative and kind of positive and like really empathic and compassionate person in the tech bubble, not to like be too harsh about it or anything, but it's just not that way. It's it's more rigid. It's more strict. It's more, you know, like rational and just like straightforward and masculine. And I'm I'm none of those things really. So it was hard for me, you know, being here where that was the image of The best thing to be you know everybody and my dad as well like I love my dad but he was a top level manager at Chevron so you know he was very much that way and the image in his mind of like who you should be is you know professional and and wearing a suit you know what I mean and that sort of thing so here I was like this little fairy girl you know, like, <laughs> with flowers in my hair, running around with like rainbow glitter everywhere, and just wanting to, you know, be something completely different. And so it took really kind of getting to that kind of breaking point in my life of feeling kind of pulled between all these different things that everybody around me expected me to be or wanted me to be. But I, in that process, lost myself what I, what I truly wanted to be and who my identity was. So through that, I was like, I, I kind of took back the ownership of my life. It took my power back into my own hands and started to really make decisions for myself and, you know, like know who and what I should be kind of spending my time with. And I think especially over this last year with this pandemic and this quarantine, it's quite literally forced us all inside and, you know, away from a lot of things. So Through that, I've I've actually found a lot of space and growth and time for me to like come back to myself. So, you know, it's just been like that. My whole life has been this evolving sort of evolution of change, and now I'm at this point where I really want to inspire others to kind of use some of the tools that I've found useful, right? Because that's what I like to call it, like my toolkit, right? Right. Um, Because. Somebody else might use the same tool that I have in a completely different way, but that just, that might be just as useful, but for them. So I think that that's, you know, it's kind of, I like to use analogies a lot in my work. Um, It's like, you know, like a carpenter or something, you know, like a carpenter has their toolkit. And then when they give their toolkit to their apprentice or whatever, that apprentice learns the tools and, you know, then figures out their own way, right. with it. So that's sort of how I like to
0: inspire people and help people. Oh, that, that's so inspiring. So <laughs> so I you brought up a ton of like questions in my mind, of course. Yeah. Um, and the first thing that has been going through my mind almost the whole time you're talking was Socrates' quote, the only constant is change. Oh, yeah. And how so many people kind of stake their claim of how they hate change, they don't like change, they do <laughs> stuff the hard way, and they make their life like really, really hard yeah. by staking that claim, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you've run into those kinds of people. It probably in the Silicon Valley Rich mm-hmm. paradigm, right? Like, like oh, yeah. it has to be this way. And you're like, la, 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 no, not really. <laughs> yeah. And so what I'm curious about then as be, you being an empath and then that's, mm-hmm. you know, taking on, you know, empaths tend to take on all that energy. What have you yeah. done over, the, over your life to be able to help yourself emerge in a joyful, happy way where it didn't take you down? It has taken me down before. It certainly right. has. Yeah. And somehow, uh, it, And somehow you emerged out of that takedown. So what did you yeah. do to help yourself emerge out of that, that energy that I'm sure was really
1: difficult? Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was really turning that lens and pulling that energy back into myself. One of my friends, actually, he is a, he's, he's a spiritual medium. Like he is probably the most convincing person that I've ever spoken to. So his stories and just his recollections and the way he is, like you can literally feel like spirit energy coming off of this guy. And he was talking with me one day when I was really at the bottom, I was at my rock bottom. I was like, I was worn thin. My energy wall was worn thin. And at this point, I didn't even really know about like chakras or energy balance or any of that sort of stuff. And he gave me a black tourmaline stone. I'm not sure if you're familiar with black tourmaline, but it's a really powerful kind of, it protects against psychic attacks, like negative psychic attacks. It like absorbs them. I actually have one uh, that I hold on to almost all the time still to this day. And so he gave me this black tourmaline stone and I could, it got so hot in my hand, like the moment that I touched it. And I was like, why is it getting so hot? He's like, it's because it's absorbing all the energy. It's it's helping you. It's and I was like, okay. And so that was sort of the start for me. I had been sort of meditating and doing breath work, but I I wasn't really thinking about it through a spiritual lens. I was thinking about it through more of like a de-stress anti-anxiety sort of lens. Mm-hmm. Yes. But as I as I went down that path of, you know, just doing breath work, you know, just like breathing and sitting calmly for a little bit to try to reduce my anxiety, that's when like the spirit body, you know, started to become more powerful and I started to get a lot more in touch with the spirit body and this, that, that side of things. And so as I started to realize that I do have an energy center, that I do have this spirit body, I had basically spent the majority of my life, not even acknowledging or believing that it exists Mm. and neglecting it entirely and you know there's I think a lot of evidence at least in my my life my experience that you know if you neglect your spirit body and your energy body I mean it manifests here in the physical and then you start to have physical symptoms that show up random you know for me I get like irritable bowel syndrome stuff like my my throat starts burning my stomach starts burning my skin gets like really dry. You know, I think a lot of people maybe with psoriasis or eczema, like maybe have, you know, it could be not every case, obviously, but there, there might be something going on in, in the spirit. Because I think the thing with a lot of illnesses, right, a lot of people when they're having these symptoms, even mental health symptoms, too, they, they want to attribute it to a physical thing. They want to, they see it on their body and they're like, oh, this must be something in the physical, you know what I mean? This must be something that I need, I need a medicine or I need to put an ointment on here or something. They don't really think, and this is what I was doing. I wasn't really thinking like, oh, I need to like meditate and pray and, and, you know, de-stress and spend time inside to help this issue, right. To get, to make this get better. And as I started doing those things, as I started kind of leading more into that, my spirit body started healing and I started becoming it, it fed the empath energy inside of me, right? Because my empath energy like got worn down basically almost to like nothing, you know? And I started to like become somebody that I didn't, that I know I'm not naturally because by my nature, I'm just like, like I said, like p- pixie rainbow fairy girl, like super like sweet and loving. And when I find myself like kind of angry at the world and you know, resentful about the people around me and feeling just upset at at everything, that's when I know I'm like, okay, there's something going on here and I need to like maybe do some work in a different area, an area and maybe open up to a different way to help myself rather than just running to the doctor every single time and asking like, well, what's what's going on? Because sometimes, you know, no, 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 no harping on Western medicine a hundred percent. But sometimes the doctors may may not have the answer. So, <laughs> yeah, you can you have to kind of look in other places sometimes, and that's exactly what I did to. That's exactly what I still do to protect myself. But if I do have a problem that a doctor can solve, uh, I definitely you know go to the doctor too. So,
0: oh yeah, I think it's a yes and right. I think it's a lot of people think it's either or, and and I'm with you. It's a yes and,
1: yeah.
0: and yeah, and uh, I'm. I was just teaching in my someone gets me inner circle because I have a, an inner circle group that I teach. I was just teaching about the spiritual principles of as above, so below that all no. things that ha- land in the body started spiritually. Absolutely. So if there's a disconnect in one place that if we only start in the physical realm to take mm-hmm. care of it, that's the long way. That this is the only time I say you can burn the candle at both ends is address yes. the physical and address the spiritual and the mental, emotional, in the middle, so that then we get a, a faster result, yeah, and and freedom. And so you're describing it perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. It's and it and it matters that especially as sensitive people that we realize that not all of the things that are kind of wearing us down to like. Where your poor little empath self, I could just see Mm -hmm. her just like, no, no, let let me show up, let me show like barely making it through. And then when you started feeding that energy and really taking care of her again, yeah, that like coming home and taking care of you, like really taking care of you, yeah. then that part of you, that natural spiritual part of you that came to the world with a great message could begin to um, be resuscitated. And then pretty soon she could walk and crawl again. And then pretty soon she could thrive again you know, but it's not like a weekend project.
1: Oh my gosh. No, it's been, for me, it's been about three, three years in the making thus far. The majority of the work took about probably 18 months and it's a slow to go process. And I think that, you know, like the, the classic story of the tortoise and the hare, right? Like the, the, truly there is so much merit to like the value of patience and kind of in understanding more of how the universe works, right? I think that that's, there's some certain universal truths and I think patience is one of those and learning how to slow down. One of the best kind of turning points of advice that I received was from a life coach. I wasn't working with her directly, but she was just consulting with me. And she said that the mind is like, imagine a mason jar, full of water with sand in it right and the more that you stay in motion and going and and putting yourself out there and doing stuff and worrying about everything and not stopping and not stopping it's like shaking that mason jar and shaking that mason jar and if you look at it you know it's just going to be muddy and you can't see through it and it's just you know like just foggy But if you put that mason jar down (laughs) and you just let it sit there, right? And you just give it some time and you just let it settle. Slowly but surely, you start to see right through and things become a lot more clear. She was like, think of your mind like that mason jar and think of your body even like that mason jar. And if you're feeling like foggy and uncertain and unclear, just give yourself a little bit of time. You know, I mean, (laughs) the the modern example could be like, in IT, they say, just unplug it and plug it back in again, you know? I think I we to- need that sometimes. Just unplug yourself for a little bit, and then you can plug back in and be charged up again, you know?
0: Right. And so that leads to that whole idea that, you know, people are so addicted to being plugged in, yeah. you know, on their phone all the time or always have to do this in difficulty with delayed gratification, yeah. and yet real transformation doesn't live in that paradigm, real no. change, real, I call it like making friends with our evolution, right? Like, cause we're always moving forward. There's always an expansion and it's a never ending process. There's no finish line. Right. So, so we have to make friends with unplugging and that, that temptation to grab the phone, grab the phone. you know, like I had a friend of mine goes, I'm not, I'm not going to use my phone for a while. I said, okay. And then we were like, just talking and, um, it kept, he kept grabbing the phone. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, I, you know, I said, yes, exactly. That we've all been trained with the endorphin rushes and all the other stuff and, and our society and our culture, little by little, we've been trained like the frogs in the water to be connected all the time. When the real transformation is when we're disconnected. Because we can see through the water, we can see
1: yeah. through, right? And it comes a lot, I mean, it often, it comes inside, right? I think, you know, you see people traveling across the globe, you know, going to Thailand for like personal retreats and, you know, they go to India and they fly to South America to Brazilian rainforest, you know, you see these people traveling all around the globe looking for the answers, asking, well, where is it? What's the secret? Where can I find it? Where, where is it? And if they just took a moment to just stop, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just sit right? anywhere you know what I mean? in their house right I think that that's in the, the way I met I touched on it earlier with this quarantine and being forced inside for myself and that's where so much growth has happened I mean I've literally I live alone so I've been by myself through this whole thing and it's just like I, I don't feel alone at all that's a, it's the craziest thing I have never been more Alone, I guess technically I've never been more isolated in my entire life, but I feel more connected, more grounded, more confident, more happy within myself than I ever did when I was surrounded by a sea of thousands of thousands of people, you know, and it's all because I've found that light inside it. I know we all have that light inside it. It's inside of all of us. But some people, I feel like it's gotten so dim that they, you know, it's like they barely can see it, you know, but it it can be illuminated back again. It can be, you know, you can maybe go in there and plug in an LED light or something, you know, change it, swap it out and uh, kind of reilluminate that in people's lives. And I think this last year, this is this, I mean, my optimistic hope when the pandemic first came in was that maybe this would be an opportunity for more people to, mm-hmm. to illuminate their light. But I think that the the connection of media has really um, block- barred a lot of people from doing that because rather than taking that time inside, they have just been so even more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the digital space and in the digital world. So I think a lot of people have maybe even, gone further into like that, that lack of hope or that lack of light. And that's a lot of the work that I want to help people do is to, to know, especially when they're in that phase of feeling hopeless, because I've been there and it was because of, like I said, that medium, uh, my coaches, the advisor that I spoke with, the one that I mentioned, a couple of other mentors and coaches, it was them putting their hand out to me. And pulling me up and forcing me. They were not giving me a choice. They said, you have to come up. You have to come, 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 come. And me making that change in my life, like that's exactly how I want to pay forward, you know, that wisdom to the world. Because being here in this, in this place, in this space, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that anybody out there would not want to be here versus in that place of darkness, you know.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's totally true. And and that's one of the things that I really resonated with you when I first met you was because we it's like, oh my God. You know, it it has to do with knowing that those people who reached out to help you, people reached out to help me, and I'm reaching out to help other people. And exactly, you know, I tell everybody we're like lighthouses. And so you have to turn the light on and then you have to pull the shades up from all the different panels (laughs) so that people can see your light. Once you got the light on, you know, it's not, it's not one process. There's more than one thing happening. And, and that's how we, that's how we're meant to show up in the world. That's what we're meant to do. And I think sometimes people who go through those darkest times are the ones whose lights come out much brighter than we realize, you know? Um, Yeah. I just think that I just, I see that over and over and over again with, me with me personally and with people that Mm -hmm. I work with and it's everywhere so what created the name metamorphosis like how did you get that word (laughs) because clearly that's what we're talking about but that's an interesting word for the the container yeah I mean so it's metamorphosis
1: 101 right so that's Uh, the that it's 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 kind of in the name of the of the brand, right? Of the business of what I right. do is I teach the basics, the introduction introduction of transformation, you know, mm-hmm. um, and th- what a metamorphosis is. A metamorphosis is more than a transformation; it's a complete evolution to a completely different form. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's you know what I mean. A caterpillar right. and a butterfly are two completely different organisms, and I I really do believe. Like I look back at my self when I was in my weakest form. And I, I believe that I am like completely different. I mean, we do actually shed our skin, you know what I mean? Like we, we we literally change our bodies throughout our lives. And um, I just beyond like the mental and the uh, spiritual work that I do, you know, I do a lot of uh, like physical kind of change too. Like I changed my diet, you know, I, I help people with like sort of understanding um kind of the holistic aspect of health right because i think that that's a, one of the biggest misnomers one of the things like i remember i had this revelation a few years ago like health is more than just physical health is not ju- health is health is like so much more than just physical right because that's again how my mind had been framing it and this was just my i think my perception throughout my life right. was You know, in the media, right, it's always this image of health of this lady in a bikini, you know, this guy with a ripped six pack abs. And like, that's the picture of health, right? That's what they said. This is what healthy is it's a physical image. But it was never like a healthy. You, know, you could see a per, like a woman on TV who was kind of neurotic, but as long as she had a hot bod, you know, oh, she's healthy, you know, but it's like health is so much more than just having a good physical, attractive body. You know, health is a holistic spectrum of your mental, your social, your emotional, your behavior, even your environmental health, right? Like the way that you set up your environment, like all these different factors. I have an 11 factor model actually that I use when I work with, People to sort of get to identify whatever their sort of thing is. Because I think for everybody, there's like a main problem that, but at the root of that problem is often something else. You know, they see something on the surface and they're like, this is my problem. Mm -hmm. Like for me, as a career advisor, a lot of times I'm dealing with folks that are out of jobs and they think that's their problem. They're like, I'm out of work. I don't have a job. I need your help in finding a job. But the problem is, is oftentimes rooted somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So that's what I really like to do is I like to get to the root of the problem and I like to help people solve that. And then the end goal can be getting them into a wonderful job that they truly love. And I would much rather do that work than just get them a job and say, okay, here, see you later, you know, because you can get anybody a job, right, I mean, finding people jobs, I guess, in the pandemic world is a little bit more challenging, but still, you know, you could find people jobs, you could find a restaurant or something, you know what I mean, you could find, like, a Amazon delivery, you know, so you could find a job for somebody, but I really want people, I really want to inspire people to, but figure out what their real values are in life, who they are, right? F- find that identity, right? Because I, like I said, my struggle really came with a lot of identity issues and not really knowing who I am and what my place is in this world. So um, I think that lacking that for people and not having that sensibility um, is a real challenge. And um, oftentimes I think people maybe don't even have a full awareness of the fact that they're maybe lacking some part of identity or that they have this issue. So I re- I like to, you know, help them sort of see that understand that and um, you know, kind of figure that out. Like it's a lot of like shepherding, right? It's not like, I can't make choices for people. I can't get in their lives. I can't, you know, uh, like do their planning and everything. I can help them with planning, but I think right. it, it's really about empowering people. That's what I'm all about. I love to empower people to,
0: you know, find that strength within themselves. Yeah. Right. Well, you can't, you can't do it for them. You know, you want them to do it, but, you know, everybody has to walk their own path. And and as you're speaking, I'm thinking about how that butterfly who goes into the chrysalis, turns completely liquid before it starts to become the caterpillar. Wow. And. Yeah. And then when you're talking about helping people find a job, I'm like, well, really, what you're doing is you're helping them live their vocation. Yeah. Now they think that they're getting a job. And if they really listen to you and mm-hmm. they can become delighted by your real way of doing it, it's just not the external get a job. It's be in your legacy, be in your passion, be in who you really are authentically meant to be, then the employment is a beautiful reflection of what you're meant here to do, which is your vocation. So it's, that's that and that goes with the metamorphosis. I, I just love how you use that word for that because when somebody runs into you and they think they're only going to get a job, if they actually go with you down that path, they're going to come out in a entirely different place. Yeah. And, I dig that. I personally think that that's an amazing thing that you're doing, which is why you're on the show, but also because that's like what I do a lot with people in a different kind of way because my people come to me usually because they're gifted or they're empaths and they're struggling with anxiety Mm -hmm. or depression or nobody understands me and all of those kinds of things and they feel siloed and disconnected. And I'm like, well, and I have 11 things I look at. Like, let's look at that. Let's look at this and see what's really going on. And then we learn how the spiritual world and the emotional and the mental and the physical and the social world come together. And now let's find something that's more grand. So there's a lot of really nice harmony in the kinds of ways that we see things. Yeah. And it's so refreshing to me. It's refreshing for me to meet you and to have you on the show because it's like, see, it is possible. It is possible to take a pandemic when you live alone Mm -hmm. and create something so amazing that for years to come, you'll be looking back going, wow, that was great. That was powerful. That was amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Or we could choose the dark side and feel sorry for ourselves and get all weird and have a longer (laughs) road out, which some people are choosing and that's free will. That's okay. But it's very, it's nice to know that we can take difficulty in the world and say, all right, what can I do to have this help me? Now, I want to touch on something else that goes with this that um, I think is important for everybody, Mm -hmm. and that is the ability to receive the help. So when those people reached out to you in your darkest time where you're like, not sure you're going to make it, you had to, on some level, be willing to actually grab their hand back to receive it, to hold the stone, to learn the next thing, to do the meditation. Will you speak to that a little bit about that ability to receive Um, support help guidance
1: absolutely so I think as you probably know obviously um, the reason that oftentimes we get even to that point right of that dark rock bottom that real real tough place is because we've often shut ourselves off to receiving for so long and I absolutely was there where I was it's up to me, right. People would be offering help and I'd be like, no, it's okay. I got it. Don't, don't worry. You know, like that sort of thing Right? Um, for a long time. And um, I had an incident happen where I, I'm I've never shared this story publicly or openly, but I'm going to share it here today. So um, this, cause this was truly my moment of surrender. This was truly that turning point for me in my life. I was driving my car one night, um, it was about, uh, two and a half years ago now or so. And I, it was pitch black. It was, you know, I I didn't see anything happening at all. I was just totally normally driving. And all of a sudden I felt my, I thought that somebody shot me because I live in Oakland, California. So I thought somebody (laughs) shot me through my window and I was like, I felt my body and I was like, Oh my God, did somebody just shoot into my car? Cause it sounded like a gunshot. And my window, I look up, my whole window was smashed in. Like my, my, th- and I was like, what just happened? And I look over to the side of my car and I see a man sitting mm. on the side of, like on the side of the road. And I was like, what did I just, what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? What just happened? I did not see him. He was completely in my blind spot. I was just making a left turn onto the road. I was very close to my apartment and I hit this guy with my car and I was like, oh my God, Oh my god! I could not, I was like, I could not believe that this happened. So the moment that I got home, I mean, turned off, turned out the guy was like seven times the legal limit drunk. He was absolutely wasted walking around, you know, rumbling around the middle of the street and the cops and everything deemed that, you know, it was a complete accident. Um, and if anything, my therapist was like, are you okay? Cause it, you know, it was like, actually like I blamed myself very much at first because I was like, it's my fault. I hit him, but everything, even my insurance was like, it wasn't your fault. Like, don't, don't blame yourself. You know, it was just a hor- horrific timing, horrible thing that happened. And, um, uh, when I got home that night, cause I kind of identified myself as an atheist or an agnostic like I didn't really know what to believe in in terms of my spirituality but I had this moment that day when this happened I fell down to my knees and I crossed my hands for the first time in my life and I was like God do you exist like what is going on like this this these are the types of things that I think like it it shook me to my core it literally got into my soul and started rattling my soul and I was like I have to change because I had had other things happening like this. I had other sort of darkness surrounding me. I had other sort of, you know, instances of dark entities sort of get coming through me and making bad things happen in my life. And this was like the most extreme thing. And I was like, if I don't pay attention to this as a sign, if I don't take this as a sign, and if I don't radically begin to change my life, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what the next, Thing is going to be, mm-hmm. and so I surrendered, and I I committed myself in that moment. And like like I said, that's um, that's actually probably about the time where I really started to change. And it was a slow, slow, slow process. But that was like moment one. <laughs> and I've had some other crazy, crazy traumas and things happen since then. But um, I had another really bad series of incidents happen about a year ago. But that was really the start point of this is this is time. It's time to it's time to acknowledge that which exists outside of myself. It's time to shift and it's time to open up to to moving forward and change. And I think that through those traumas, through those intense, crazy, horrifying traumas, often that's what it sort of takes. Sometimes you know that's what it requires. Unfortunately, in life, to get people to wake up, um, and I'm glad. That I chose to wake up. Um, I'm glad that I chose to, you know, feel that surrender because in that moment, I, I, I get so crazy. I can tell you, I felt like angels come in mm-hmm. when I went down onto my knees and I prayed, I could literally feel them like, it's okay it's okay this is happening because it needs to you need this moment you need this awakening but we will take care of you we will surround you with love if you continue to believe in us if you continue to to take the right steps forward and that was kind of the first moment where i was like all right okay i mean I, this, you know, it it wasn't like you said, it wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't like I was suddenly like, okay, now I believe in spirit angels and all the guardian angels and all this stuff. It took a long time for me to really sort of look back on that moment and kind of remember and process all of it. But yeah, it was just this intensely powerful experience that was really, I think the start point for, for this evolution in my life.
0: Well, what a wake up call, what a way for the universe to get your attention. You know, and I, I tell everybody that I work with whisper roar or two by four, you get to pick yeah. what it is, you know, spirits whispering to you. And if you're not listening and then there'll be the roar and then yeah. there's the two by four and you get clocked over the head in some interesting way. And then you, that's your major invitation to understand that something else is going on here that you need to pay attention to. Otherwise, the next two by four isn't going to be so great. And they'll keep coming until, until you get it. Until it gets to the point. And, and my fear was the, the next step who
1: knows what the next step would be. You know what I mean? Like, like I could, I mean, I don't want to get too morbid here, but I could almost feel death kind of knocking on my door a little bit. And I was like, I don't, I want to, I want to live. I want to thrive. I was still so young. I was like, I have so much life left to live. And I, I, I have to choose a different path forward. I have to choose a different path forward. Right. Um,
0: well, yeah. in that moment, you had to choose life over death. Like you have to choose to live, not just survive, not just kind of figure it out, not be sleepwalking through life. But you had to make the choice to say, I'm choosing to live. And it's
1: hard work. I think it's hard. In that moment, I, I was still not really willing to do the hard work. And, mm-hmm. in t- you know, I had to move at my own pace. But now it's like the work is so worth it. The, the daily work, you know, the daily meditations, the daily self-care, the daily journaling, yoga, all of the things that I do on a daily basis, prayers, spiritual rites you know, I do all sorts of things every single day now to take care of myself that I just wasn't doing before. Um, and that is where the power comes. That's where the life comes. It's in that, yeah. that love for yourself, right? Totally. That, that self-love. And it, I think the world around us oftentimes doesn't want us loving ourselves, you know, but our internal world needs us to love ourselves. It truly does. And our internal world is just as important to each of us as the external world, right? I think Mm -hmm. especially here in the Western world, like there's this idea of you know commu- like you have to be like the selfless person right like putting too much time into yourself is somehow selfish or arrogant or wrong right you if you spend too much time in 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 yourself mm-hmm. then you're like neglecting your community or whatever but my experience with my self love like i have i have enabled myself in my community so much more i am doing so much more for my community now when I love myself on a daily basis Mm -hmm. than I ever did before when I was just giving myself fully to the people around me. You know, I, 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 I I shred myself thin right of that energy. Um, And I think so many, especially women um, I know men too, but especially women, I think out there, they, uh, they really, they give so much of themselves because they feel this you know, real intense need to give, to give, to give, to give, to give um, while never giving anything much to themselves. And I think it's a really powerful experience to start giving a little bit back to
0: yourself every single day. I think that that's totally spot on. And I think that when we're doing it, when we're loving ourselves every single day in a consistent, kind, generous manner, not because we intellectually know we have to in order to be healthy, but because it's authentic and real, heart-centered love and care, right? Then that allows the higher vibration, energy, spirit, whatever word somebody wants to use, to come mm-hmm. through us. So our communities are even more blessed. Absolutely. Than if we were just doing it human to human. Like when we do it heart to heart, spirit to spirit, it's a way different conversation than when, when it's just prefrontal cortex to prefrontal cortex. <laughs> you know, exactly. and exactly. And, and I noticed that too. And I get in conversations with some people that I work with, especially couples I work with, where like one of them will adopt a lot of yoga and meditation and the other one's like a little slower on the uptake so they're kind of <laughs> curious. And it's like, well, am I being selfish if I meditate every day? Am I being, you know, and then we go, no, well, self-care and taking care of ourselves and loving ourselves is different than selfishness. And, the, and, and so it takes some time, some definitions and trying it on and seeing what works. So I love, I love yeah. that. Yeah. What a powerful story. What a way to wake up. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you surrendered. I'm glad you're staying on the path, even on the hard days. And I'm really glad that you're bringing all of you forward into the world because I believe that the world needs more of us, (laughs) more people like you. I I know
1: (laughs) what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just activate more people because I've been activated and I've seen the power of that activation just within myself, just what I've been able to accomplish and just you know, eighteen months really of doing this sort of work. Like, if if I've been able to accomplish so much shift, so much change, so much metamorphosis right. within my own life in this in this kind of astrologically t- minuscule period of time, you know, <laughs> right, um, right? I I just I, I know that other people have to be able to find this in their own version. And again, it's like the toolkit, right? That's so why I love the analogy of the toolkit because yep. now that I have the tools. I can show other people those tools and I can get, get them their own version of those tools so that they can start using them too. Because I think it's like, you know, it's like imagine going to try to build a house and all you have is like a screwdriver and a hammer and two nails. You know what I mean? Like you need more, you need more materials, you need more stuff. So um, I I like to call what I do a a mental gardening, you know? So it's like, you need, you need all the, all the resources, right. Mm -hmm. To build a garden. Um, And it takes time. It takes patience. It takes love. It takes watering the flowers, you know, maybe messing up a little bit, pulling up the crop, pulling up the weeds a little bit and restarting, you know, there's a whole, a whole thing to building a a healthy garden. I think we all have like a bit of a garden
0: inside of our minds, inside Mm -hmm. of our spirits, inside of ourselves that we can take care of and, and nurture. Oh my God. That's so amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody, I'm sure that you are loving what Sarah is having to say as I am. And if you're resonating with what Sarah is talking about, then check the show notes because all the ways to contact her are there along with her bio. And I'm sure she would love to hear from you. Even if it was just to say, I heard you on on the Someone Gets Me podcast, right? Because the more that we share with each other and the more that we connect with each other, we all amplify all of our greatness, our goodness, and who we're meant to be. So if you're listening and you're feeling excited or you're connecting with her, let her know. You can let me know too. I'd love to know that because I really believe that people like Sarah, when I met Sarah, I hung up um, from our Zoom call and I thought to myself, I'm meeting somebody who is helping bring in the new way. And I was so happy (laughs) because she's so young. And sometimes I've been doing this 40 years. I've been doing it longer than you've been alive. And I'm like, so it just warms my heart. So um, so I want to thank you for being on the show, but I have a couple more questions, but I want to tell, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew to go to the show notes, follow Sarah. I'm already following her everywhere and, and learning from her because, thank you. Yes. because what I love is how um, fresh and vibrant and alive that you are. And that in and of itself is a beautiful gift. And yes. I'm, glad, I'm glad you're doing the work. I'm glad you chose to do the work that
1: night. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I that appreciate wa- it.
0: It warms my heart. So yeah. um, my last question is this. Okay. Um, and this will be a good one for you. That if there, we were going to do a billboard that the whole world was going to see with the message on it from you, you know, those ones that have the message and then it says mm-hmm. the person's name. So, so Sarah Wong at the bottom. What's the message? And everyone's going to see it in the whole world. Oh my goodness!
1: See, I have so many different little catch tags, taglines, and phrases. Like I said, I, my, uh, my brain works in analogies. So, but I think the over encompassing thing, um, you know, it, it's definitely something just about the power, the the power of self love, the power of self empowerment, and to just encourage. People out there to be, you know, some some quote. I would have to think about it, but um, a a self empowerment quote about love yourself first, right? Love yourself first. Maybe put that oxygen mask on first. Uh, and then you can really take care of others.
0: That's perfect. Love yourself yeah. first, then you can take care of others. Love right? yourself
1: first, then you can take care of others. And yeah. you
0: know, you know what I thought of when you were saying that. I'm like, oh, you know, what? something Sarah could use is that self love is really loving. Oh,
1: right? self love um, is loving the world. Self love right? is it's loving real loving,
0: the world. Yeah, right? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. This has been such an amazing time together. I hope you'll come back on the show in the future and we can stay connected because I think that (laughs) that what you're doing, it just inspires me so much. And I know all of my listeners everywhere in all the many countries that we're listening are also inspired. So make sure you guys to contact Sarah and let me know too. put a comment, write a review follow her around whatever it takes so that you can continue to be inspired and have love and kindness and you can thrive through change and the answer is go within with some self-love
1: absolutely that's the answer
0: so sarah thank you so much for being on the show i really really appreciate it and you've inspired me and i'm sure everyone will be equally as inspired so thank you thank you thank you diane you've inspired me as well (laughs) (laughs) thank you you so much so remember everybody to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star and you're here on purpose with a mighty purpose so go out there love yourself deep within and let your beautiful light shine because in that the world becomes a better place see you next time be well thank you for listening I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.